All right, everyone. Welcome to Tonecast 111. We have a special guest, Derek Paul, on the show. He will be a repeat guest. Uh, Marco, what's going on today? It's good. It's a good day. It's kind of been humid and uh, a little bit cooler than than the norm for the Boise summer. I think it's starting to cool down. So yes, which is great because we have a concrete building with swamp coolers, and it's um, it's kind of like a a sauna slash hot box slash smoker in here sometimes. So it works out really good to have uh, to have that. Um, I'm excited about this conversation with Derek. We had Derek on talking about Relic guitars. I don't remember what episode. I probably should have looked that up. <laughs> I don't remember what episode it was, but uh, several episodes ago we talked about Relic guitars. And, and we're going to jump into this thing about, about um, YouTube channels, recording YouTube demos, what makes a good demo, what doesn't make a good demo, and that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited about that conversation. But we do have to mention something very important before we get into that. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, well, I think that you all are familiar with kind of what we do around here and how we like to uh, reach out and uh, help out. And sometimes it might seem like, oh, there's a lot of pickups. What do I want? I'm not happy with my sound. Go ahead and uh, visit porterpickups.com and you'll see the little form to uh, you know, just kind of tell us a little bit about your rig. And then uh, our experts... Um, we'll uh, get on the case and then give you a recommendation as to what we think would fit your needs best out of yes, our lineup. The, so. tone, the tone detectives will uh, yeah. will investigate your tone and and come up <laughs> with a who who done it or whatever. Right? Yeah. I don't know. This is the problem. Yes, exactly. I mean, we 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 thought about maybe like tone doctor or something like cheesy like that, but we're not going to go that far. But it is kind of what we do. I mean, basically. We write you a prescription in the form of a set of pickups. That's how we do it. So um, this is nice. We're, we're actually behind the scenes. We're, we've got a little bit different setup on our podcast here. So we can actually, Marco and I were standing or sitting next to each other before. Now we can actually kind of converse like regular people mm-hmm. instead of pretend we're looking at each other. <laughs> so it's much better. It's much better. We do want to say thanks for listening to the Tonecast as well. Um, we're trying to uh, push through episodes and have great interviews and things like that. So Thank you for being a part of the Tonecast. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to that. Also, check out our YouTube channel. We've been doing some new reviews on some, like we did one on Music Nomad Nut Files recently, kind of talking about why we like them and really happy with those. We want to kind of provide some, not just demos of products, uh, of our own products, but other other guitar gear and things we love because we are guitar nerds. We probably talk for five hours about guitars yesterday while we were building your your orders. So <laughs> it's it's just what just what we do around here and that's kind of the, the, the way it goes. So let's jump into that interview on YouTube and all things recording guitar and demos with Derek Paul. Here we go. All right, welcome to Tonecast 111. This is Brian Porter with Marco Gonzalez. And on the phone, we have Derek Paul, YouTube reviewer. And I don't know what else we should say about you, Derek. So maybe you can kind of introduce yourself. We have had you on the show before, but maybe let uh, people know who you are and, and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm Derek Paul. And I suppose my YouTube channel is just basically dedicated to all things guitar. And um, in my little banner, I say all the good stuff. So it could be, I mean, I largely do a lot of pedal stuff um, and some guitar stuff, amps, um, you know, lessons now and again, that sort of thing. But yeah, largely based all around the guitar and all the good stuff. 
Okay, awesome. Yeah, and I mean, we've had, we talked about the fun subject, maybe controversial subject for some of, of relic guitars last time you were on. And oh, are, yeah. <laughs> are you still are you still playing your your relic ward road worn guitar that uh, we did discuss on that last episode? Yeah, that's still my favorite guitar. It's my '50s road worn made in Mexico strap. And I've still got it, and it's still my favorite guitar for some reason, and I don't know why, but it just is. <laughs> well, we, t- we talked uh, yesterday about this whole concept of there's certain types of gear that that we all own that maybe is not worth exponential amounts of money, but we probably would never sell it, even if we were offered quite a bit more. Is that the case with that guitar for you? It is, yeah. I mean, that guitar... I mean, it's not really a high-priced guitar. You can probably pick them up now for about $1,000, something like that. But I, I tell you what, I bought um, about a year ago this at Squire Bullet, and I got it from Goodwill. And I only paid $80. It was an online auction type of thing. And I've upgraded that a little bit, and that's turned into one of my all-time favorite guitars. And it was it's just like an 80 bucks Squire bullet. So, yeah, it, it's not worth anything to anyone else except for me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's you, strange, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to be like those guys on Reverb that, you know, I've got this Squire bullet and I want $2,500 for it. You know, that's yeah. that's what you see on when you go shopping for guitars online sometime. Well, we're excited to get yeah, into, exactly. into this topic. This is a, an interesting topic for us. I mean, we obviously make videos, you make videos, but this is sort of uh, for those who are ready to get into guitar videos or maybe want to improve their guitar video game, um, how how to make good demo videos and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to hit you with a bunch of questions that we have for you uh, today. So you ready for that? Go for it. Absolutely. Well, I did, uh, and you were talking about that Squire, and I did notice that you. Pr- that's probably the one that I'm seeing in the videos. It's like that black one, and I think you ended up putting like a humbucker in it too as well. And is that like the one in question? I thought that was an interesting video, and I love those like, mod overhauls like let's just take this and see what we can get out of it Mm -hmm. kind of a thing yeah absolutely that uh the the black one with the humbuckers was actually a donna guitar so i reviewed Mm. the donna guitar but uh, the squire yeah the squire bullet i did just like a mini series on it about two years ago where i fully upgraded it and uh, you know put a new set of pickups in it um a complete new wiring kit uh, knobs bridge saddles tuners the whole the whole thing and the the reason I did it wasn't just really to make content. It, the reason I did it was because the neck felt so good and it played so well. So I thought, well, th- I think this this little thing's worth investing in, you know? Yeah. And so that, that's why I did that. Yeah. And it's like, um, I like that you just, you kind of are weaving this all into your, your channel. And I mean, and even your reviews kind of get pretty in-depth. And I think you choose to review a lot of stuff that, that is accessible to a lot of people as well. But, um, and so all of those kind of, to me, make for videos or good videos that you know worth watching and worth watching again i mean what what to you makes a good video or are you just trying to make something that you would watch kind of a thing what's your approach it's a really interesting thing as soon as you start a guitar channel and, and you know i can i can sort of go into more depth about it but as soon as you start it and and then for example one day you might think I've ordered a new set of tuners for my guitar. Everyone else would just put the tuners on, fiddle about with them and be happy. But because you've got a, a YouTube channel, you're thinking, do you know what? I should make a video about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's the way you think all the time. 
buy a new piece of gear or some new pickups or a new wiring kit or whatever you think i've got a youtube channel i should make some content about this people might be interested in this mm-hmm. so it's it's a whole new mindset really when you get into it yeah so do you feel pressure to just film like every part of your guitar life now is that kind of the- you know, yeah it's weird. Do you know what? You, you sort of do. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I think I really just want to do this for myself. But 90% of the time, you just feel a little bit of pressure. You think this this would make good content because, um, you know, obviously the YouTube algorithm likes. Well, I say the algorithm. If, if you're trying to build an audience, which is key to your YouTube channel, that's you, that, that should be your primary focus then you want to keep that audience engaged all the time. So there there's your pressure if you like. Sure. And so when you're when you're doing stuff like modifications and in our case like pickup installs, we find that it's really hard to show that quickly. Every some people really want the detail and then some people yell at you if your video is 25 minutes long. <laughs> you know, so so what's kind of your approach? Do you try to show the the key elements of something like that or do you do you just show it like painfully long form or kind of how do you how do you look at that when you make something yeah isn't that also interesting because i obviously look at a lot of other creators content um daryl braun for example he's got a, he's got quite a big channel um and he takes the approach of not going through the complete detail but he doesn't. T- he doesn't say, you know, oh, I've got the, these pickups, for example, and here they are in the guitar. So he, he's somewhere in between, because you can get into, you can go down the rabbit hole of right. Well, now this is a tutorial video of how to install a pickup or how to install tuners on a guitar. So you, I think I try now to balance that content. Um, by looking at other people's content and saying, there's there's a ton of videos out there on how to install pickups. So what I'll do is I'll just show the basics of it and then get them installed because p- what people really want to hear is the tone from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that is kind of what makes sense and that is a good segue into the next thing is is kind of the playing in the video of itself. Obviously, that's kind of a that's a big area of the playing. And I've heard that, you know, people will forgive like iffy camera quality, but if your audio is bad, they'll just back right out of the video. And so obviously you want the playing to be a focus. And do you feel like, do you feel like simple playing is better to showcase more of the overtones and the simpleness of the the sound or what you're trying to demo or, I mean, shredding, it seems like whatever you end up playing, there's always somebody that, um, it's like, oh, I kind of wanted almost the opposite of the sound that you were going for. Yeah. It's, it's hard <laughs> yeah, to like nail or <laughs> to pick what they absolutely what uh, yeah. people want to hear. And uh, yeah, I mean, does it? Yep. Do you feel like you just change styles depend depending on what you're demoing or whatever? Hey, that, that, I tell you what, that's a really tough one because um, sort of just going back to the uh, audio quality and the camera quality, you can look at. I mean, you could do some research on really big channels or growing channels, and you can start picking out what's important about that. Now, for example, there's a a guy called Dave Simpson. He's a UK guy, great personality, doesn't bother with lighting. I don't think he really bothers too much with audio quality, but he's a great personality and a great player. Mm -hmm. 
Similarly, there's another guy, Paul Stafford Cook, who's who's going to start growing really, really quickly, and he's an incredible player with a lot of feel. All he does is films on his iPhone, no lighting, and puts his iPhone up to his amp. Uh, so that that's his sound. So there's almost different elements within a YouTube video that level it up. Mm-hmm. And the, and one of the most important things is being a good guitar player. Then you know that that gives you a, a good level up. Then a personality gives you a good level up. Then audio quality and your video quality will level you up. But but aren't the, like the most prominent things. It's yeah. a really, it's a really, um, really strange thing, and I suppose um, my approach to it it was always uh, because I'm not the best guitar player in the world. So my approach was, well, I'll get, I can get the video quality right, and I can get the audio quality there. Um, I, I struggle with the personality thing as well, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> it's trying, you know, being being sort of an older guy. I'm in my fifties. You get a lot of the the twenty thirty year old guys who've got much more energy and much more personality than I have, and will always resonate better with an audience. So, <laughs> I, I try and I try and sort of balance the elements, you know, to to build my audience, and and it is my audience. And, and as I said before, that's the most important thing. You've got to find your audience, and then you know um, build that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's kind of being. I can think a lot of people appreciate you being authentic, you know, in in who you are and and not trying to be fake because it cer- certainly seems like some of that stuff can come through. You talk about the personality thing, like Marco. Yeah. Marco and I are both kind of introverts. We don't we don't feel like weird on camera or anything like that. But we but we're not like, hey, everyone, what's going on? Or we don't do the the clickbait titles, you know, or what you won't yeah. be- you won't believe what we found inside this strat, or you know, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. But but I think that's important. Is just kind of like once you, you know, what would you say is good advice for someone who is trying to find their unique niche? I mean, would you say kind of like do the iPhone thing, or or what would be a good way to kind of develop? I mean, I guess your YouTube personality, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I think you've nailed it when you said be authentic. That that's exactly it. I mean, you, anybody can start a YouTube channel at any time, and nobody's going to have all the answers from video one. So it, just stick within your budget. If you've got, you know, a Squire Bullet, for example, or a Squire Strat and a cheap amp, and you want to demo a few pedals, and you've only got an iPhone and no lighting, well, then just try it. You know, because you'll resonate with somebody. Especially if you're authentic, if you're just down to earth and honest and authentic, because people resonate with people. You know, you, you watch that channel and you'll say, ah, do you know what? Yeah, that guy seems all right. I'll, I'll follow that guy, you know, and uh, <laughs> see what he gets up to. And you're right. You don't, you don't have to. There are plenty of over the top channels um, and, and they cater to a certain audience. Um, but in this guitar niche industry, you know, you. You've got to you've got to build your audience and be authentic at the same time. That's I think that's absolutely key to it. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about subscribers. They're not important. You know, if you've got, for example, a, a thousand subscribers or a hundred subscribers, then that's great because you've built that audience, and they're the most valuable people because they'll continue to watch your videos. If you go chasing subscribers, you could have, you know, twenty thousand or whatever. But if they don't watch your videos, there's no point to it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, and I guess 
it is easy to get caught up in like, oh, I don't have all the right equipment or like, I don't know exactly what it is that I'm trying to convey. But I, I think maybe in just doing it and watching a few of your videos, maybe you'll see what you like or maybe what is enjoyable to you. And then maybe you know what direction at least to keep walking. But yeah, yeah, I think you'll you'll find your structure. You know, you'll 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 figure it out. You'll you'll figure out that people, from feedback it, it, at least, you'll figure out that you shouldn't do so much talking, or you should do a bit more playing, or you'll find a, a nice little balance, and then you'll get into a groove of oh yeah, that's how my that's how my videos go. You know, yeah, and I like that you said that whole uh, leveling up thing. And I mean, it it is everybody thinks that they need everything from the get go, but yeah, right, everybody has their inherent strengths you know maybe some some people are just good with the personality and they they just know how to make people feel comfortable and but that leveling yep. up and you know one of the things that really stood out to me about the videos of yours that I've seen is that you really have good camera and audio quality and uh, I like that you do you know you stitch in a little bits of humor like you know it it just makes it really uh friendly and inviting but I I do really like the audio I saw the PRS acoustic one yesterday and Oh yeah, I like yeah. how you also just did, you did just like dry. Like, here's what the mic is. There's no editing. It's just here is what you would hear if you just plugged a mic into your interface and and hit go. And then, but you also yeah. were like, here's kind of how I hear it in the room, and you know, yeah, that, that's yeah. I, I think it's key to try and get as genuine a sound as you possibly can. Acoustics, I, I think, slightly easier because if you've got half decent microphone and you can do it on your iphone as well you'll you'll pretty much capture the sound of that acoustic guitar as long as you play some full chords that include some bass notes and some you know like the d chord which will include the, the higher frequency strings but with electric of course you know i'm i'm limited i've got two amplifiers so you're only ever going to hear that electric guitar or the pickups through those two amplifiers and through a bunch of pedals that that you that you don't own. <laughs> you know, you might not own the amp I've got. You might not have the pedals. You know, so yeah. I try and I try and keep the sound as as honest as possible, and then try and include some you know overdrive stuff or high gain stuff or, or whatever that people really want to hear because it's really strange. You, you could sort of make a video on this particular pedal and just shred the nuts off it and you'll get like loads of views because people are interested in the play and they're like, wow, that's fantastic. If I had that pedal, <laughs> that $30 pedal, then I'm going to play like that. And you're mm -hmm. like, no, you won't. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you haven't got the amp <laughs> or my fingers or that pedal or, you know, many other things. So, you know, it's... Uh, that makes sense. I mean, that's that's a good point to to remind you. See, like, you know, we look at other companies doing product demos, right? The, the official demos of whatever product it is, and sometimes it is just crazy shredding. It's crazy tones, and 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 it's, sometimes it's very simple. I mean, I knew you were yeah. talking about like kind of being unique. I knew a demo guy once that his thing was really just like simple chords. And and, yep. and turning the knobs on the pedals, and then there was a whole group of people that kind of thought that was refreshing. It wasn't just ripping solos all the time, and and so I thought that was that was also a good strategy. But I did want to kind of talk about something. Um, you know, we have this kind of reference point of your current videos and and good lighting and good sound, and um, maybe talk through just really quickly what what is your kind of equipment chain. So let's say if you're doing an electric guitar demo. 
maybe walk through AMP all the way into computer, and then we'll talk about camera stuff after that. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a choice of two amps. And, and if I'm normally, if I'm demoing, um, for example, really budget pedals, so $25 pedal, I, I don't think in my mind there's any point putting it through my my large rig, as I call it. And I'll, I'll tell you what that is in a second. But I've got a little Fender Super Champ. And, it, and, and you can pick them up for probably two, three hundred dollars, something like that. So I put it through that to give them more, and, and I'll play a, a, a lower end guitar, the Donna guitar on my Squire, so that it's a complete budget setup, you know. Um, but if I, but I've also got um, my other rig is a Hot Rod Deluxe Four, which I I used to have a JHS um, little black amp box to control the volume on it, but. Now I'm using a Captor X. And what that basically does is allows me to run the amp a little bit hotter uh, and record it without it being too loud in the room. So it's basically um, a hot rod into the Captor X, and that goes straight into Logic. And then, of course, I've got some various pedals on the board that uh, that I use often. And one of them, the overdrive I always use, is a, a Nobles ODR1. And I use um, a compressor as well on there. And it's actually the new X Masamuni, the boost and compressor. I use the compressor side. I found that that works quite well to give me, <clears throat> you know, a nice, uh, crunchy, overdriven sound. You know. Yeah, and so then that seems a pretty like a pretty straightforward signal from you know from the audio part. And then what about the video part? What are you running camera wise? And then how are you are you syncing that up kind of later on with the audio and the video? What's what's that setup like? I keep it really simple. I've got um, an old Canon 70D, which I run. So that's, the, you know, I think you can pick those up for four or $500, something like that. I've got a cheap light from Amazon, which cost me, I think, about $30, $40. Um, and that's sort of pretty much it, really. Sometimes I'll put my iPhone up for a second shot, but that's the, that's the simple setup, just one light. And one camera. Oh, audio. I'm I'm running a um, either a Rode NT1A mic, which is like a hundred dollar mic. But I recently got a Blue Baby Baby Bottle mic for for the voice. But I, you know, I could get away with the Rode NT1A, which is like a hundred dollar thing. Nice. Yeah. So you've been able to find like a kind of a budget friendly but professional rig at one. You know, because I've see I see people's channels and they've got like seven overhead cameras and, and all this other stuff. Oh, gee, yeah, I mean, yeah, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff and lenses and all that sort of thing, yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, we're always uh, curious about or is one of the facets of making a channel that uh, maybe you don't think about. It. I think you think about it, but you never really realize what what is going to come of it or, you know, it's always a, a guessing game. But um, how do you feel about, like, YouTube trolls? Do you feel like... It's something that you get a lot of, or do you follow some channels that seem to get a lot more than others, or do you feel like you kind of razz them? Do you kind of just delete them? Do you just ignore them? Do you thumbs yeah, up their good. comment anyway? So, <laughs> yeah, kind of that's, a, that's 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 a good point because it is part of it, isn't it? And to to start off with, yeah, I do follow some channels, 
um, that get a huge amount of trolls for some reason, and I don't know why. <laughs> and one one of the channels is Sixty Cycle Hum, and he posts mm-hmm. a lot on Instagram with the troll comments and that sort of thing. Um, but I I sort of I don't really agree with what he does um, because I don't do it that way. So if I get troll comments like um, you know oh, that was badly out of tune, or you should have done this, or uh, some of the good ones are he should have blah blah blah, and, and like you're leaving a comment on my channel and you're saying he, well I read all the comments, so mm-hmm. um, so my approach to it is kill them with kindness. Yeah. I um, whenever I get those types of comments, I sort of understand where that person's coming from, what they were trying to say, although they might have said it badly, you know, or mm-hmm. come across rude in some way. I never bite uh, and I never retaliate in any way. I just put in there, okay, um, thanks for the comment. That's that you know noted. Mm-hmm. I, and 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 sometimes that was the reason why that happened or whatever. Now. I would say nine times out of ten, they will leave another comment saying, "Oh, I, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to come across rude, or I, you know, I, that that wasn't the way I meant it." Laugh out loud, <laughs> blah blah blah, because I don't, I don't think they they expect somebody a to read it and b to respond. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, my approach is kill them with kindness. Understand where they're coming from. Understand that sometimes people think that it's okay to leave a rude comment on YouTube, no one will read it and no one will respond. So, you know, that's that's my approach to it. That's good. I think you're more, um, you sound like a lot more patient than many of us who, who create channels and all that <laughs> stuff. I think, I mean, sometimes yeah. it's just, there's just ridiculous things. And yeah, and then other times you're like, hey, like this is what we're trying to do. And, um, you know, we we welcome feedback. But uh, if, you're, if you're prefacing that feedback with you're an idiot and I'm never watching your channel again, then then maybe it's not really worth the time, you know, and our, our joke is, you know, they're living in, in mom's basement and yeah. you, your mac, your mac and cheese is done upstairs and you need to go up there and, <laughs> and eat because you're, you're, uh, you're angry when you don't have food in your tummy or whatever. I mean, yeah, that's... absolutely. Yeah. If they leave insults, I, I, I either don't reply or I reply with, look, I don't think my channel's for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's as Ex- simple as that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we did, I think we did one kind of a overhaul, the, the PRS silver sky with some pickups and kind of, we got a ton of like good and bad comments. It was more like, I mean, those are polarizing guitars anyways. And I know people do, polarizing subjects for that reason to get more views and yeah. and it was one of those things where like well why'd you mess with greatness and then other people like wow that was a big improvement so you can't like, <laughs> yeah like you said earlier you can't keep anyone happy um but that's, uh, you, that's just you, how it you, goes. you honestly you honestly can't yeah i know and it, isn't it weird at the end of the day it's just wood and strings you know <laughs> you know yeah it's, it's nothing to get passionate about really is it you know you with regards to guitars, you'll find the guitar that suits you and it's not going to suit everyone, but it suits you. And that's all that's important. So. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because I think it's yeah. like we we sometimes are always involved in this chase of new instruments, but but that's kind of that's kind of what keeps us going. So that's a segue kind of into my next uh, thing I wanted to ask you about. You know, as, as someone who does demos and, and reviews, um, you know, there's, there's probably a balance of I like, I really like this gear, and maybe it's not my favorite gear. So, so what are some of your favorite pieces of gear that maybe you've um, either reviewed or purchased in the last maybe maybe couple months or year or so? Yeah, sure. Um, 
that's that's one other thing with the YouTube channel as well. You'll get a new piece of gear, and for the first sort of you know when you do your demo, and for the first month you think, wow, I mean this is this is the best piece of gear ever. But as time goes on, and you review more gear or more guitars, you realise that that guitar or that piece of gear was great then for for where you were in your let's say guitar journey mm-hmm. but now you've gained more knowledge or your ears have opened or you're you, you know and so that piece of gear is no longer what you thought it was because it what it, it was what it was at that time you know where you were in your guitar journey but um but some of my favorite um purchases i haven't really purchased anything in the last um few months or whatever but I can tell you that, that one of my my all-time favorite overdrive is the Nobles ODR1. That's never been off of my pedal board. Mm-hmm. And still, my my favorite guitars are that Roadworn Strat, um, the Squire Bullet, and the Telecaster that I that I built. That's got the Porter PAF um, vintage pickups in it, yeah. which sound fantastic, you know? So, yeah, that they're my, my go-tos. And um, my acoustic guitars, I still... I, that PRS is fantastic. The Angelus A40E is fantastic. Yeah. My Martin Custom Road Series, fantastic acoustic guitar. Um, but yeah, it's like um, gear comes and goes, really. Um, but there are only a few things that stay with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the stuff that sticks, sticks, and it obviously sticks yeah. around for, for a good reason. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, from time to time, I reach a point where I, I look around my room and think, I've got too much stuff. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to thin this out because I'm not using this stuff and there's just too much stuff. So, yeah, from time to time, I'll, I'll just thin it all out. Um, but, uh, but as you go through your guitar journey, I think, well, for me anyway, I realize that all I really need is a good amplifier, one good electric guitar, couple of good pedals and a good acoustic guitar and that's it everything else is just surplus or you know as i call it decoration you know for youtube mm-hmm. videos <laughs> so yeah i feel, I feel like it does nothing yeah i feel like you're you're like giving us like this uh backdoor advice like unintentionally like me and marco are like we want this and we want to get this and and you're like this is good you could you can live with this and you're like I don't know. You're just like Mr. Practical, uh, ruining our gear search day today. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but it's it's a very good presence, very calming. Yes. And you seem like just a thrill to sit and, and jam with. I think I think it's cool that you had to have like an acoustic band and, and you're out playing acoustic a lot and stuff too. That yeah. by the way, that's that's awesome. I th- yeah, that's. I think that's where my simplicity is coming from. You know, where where my sort of thinning stuff out is coming from because I can sit here with just a good acoustic guitar and be over the moon with it, and and that's that's it. It's just one guitar, nothing else. So I'm just enjoying that simplicity at the moment. I think. Yeah, and so I guess you're. So you like actively looking at gear? Then you say, I mean, do you still like casually scroll? Sometimes I'm just. Before I know it, I'm just like scrolling through my reverb feed just to kind of look at pictures of stuff. I think that goes back to the days of when I was a kid, just flipping through the pictures in the picture book. Yeah. But I find myself just doing that out of out of habit now. But um, do you do you look uh, at gear I, much? It, do you look at get camera gear or audio gear, like microphones or something more than guitar gear? You would say, or do you have other um, expensive hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm guilty of that as well. As soon as you open your reverb feed, you're like, "Wow, that's that's a nice guitar." And then, 
before you know it, you're down a rabbit hole. Wow, how much does that cost? And you know, oh, that, that's right. What the specs on that? And, and then I have to say to myself, no, 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 no hang on. <laughs> do, do I need another guitar? But yeah, I, I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah, I think. But, yeah, progressing through through YouTube. Um, didn't mean to interrupt you there, no, but you're I, fine. But you're fine. Pro- progressing through YouTube. Yeah, I mean eventually wouldn't it be great if i could upgrade the camera because i think my camera's maybe seven eight years old something like that now mm. but all, all the time i'm looking at the video quality and thinking do you know what that that's that's good enough that that's that's okay you know um then i you know i've no desire really to upgrade much unless something comes along then i might think i need to sell quite a bit of this gear to to get that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but yeah happens doesn't it you know yeah, it seems like it's always that chase, you know, and and I think I have been um somewhat messed up being being someone who's worked on guitars and then obviously in our in our job here being someone who who makes pickups all day and and puts pickups in. So I look at guitars knowing I can make them sound better and other yeah. people will look at guitars and say, uh, well, I just don't know if it's going to sound how I want. And I'm I'm always buying them based on that kind of potential. But we had yeah. a, we we had a discussion recently about that whole topic of, you know, do you buy something that needs a bunch of work, or do you just buy something that's that's going to work out of the box? You know, and I think we've been, we always go back and forth because we, you know, our job is basically encouraging people to modify their guitars. But as as players ourselves, we don't always want to be working on guitars after we get off work. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But but I'm I'm very similar in the way that that you think. I always buy a guitar and think, yeah, that that's got potential. I I don't expect something to turn up to be perfect, shiny, and, and you know, fantastic out of the box. I always think, yeah, I, I could, I reckon I could do something with that. It's it's a good foundation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um. Now I guess we're kind of coming back around to uh, the question we always ask everybody is the uh, desert island gear question. And I know we asked you that last time, and I guess we're just curious if, if that has changed, if you know, you've decided you would take a completely different rig, maybe even just, I, I think one of the guests we had last time said an acoustic guitar, and I was like, you know, I think that's the first person that said an acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like one guitar, one amp, one pedal, or similar sort of thing. Yeah, one guitar, one amp, one pedal. I I might have to agree with the guy that said an acoustic guitar at the moment. I think I might take. Um, I, I was big on on Taylor guitars, and they're great. Um, but the sound of a Martin guitar, I think, just one guitar on a desert island. I think a Martin acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. But if it was an electric rig, probably a Strat. We're like, hey, we just want to get in there and do it, and and that'll be. That'll be the way that we accomplish it. Even if it takes us more mistakes, we learn it, and once we get it right, we we usually don't get it wrong again. If that makes sense, and so I learn exactly the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. 